More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. New York has come undone. Vaccine passports required. And right now, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo responding to reports. New York Attorney General found that he sexually harassed 11 women. We go live to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and his press conference now. In my home office, let me be clear, that never happened. She wants anonymity, and I respect that. So I am limited but what I can say. But her lawyer has suggested that she will file a legal claim for damages. That will be decided in a court of law. Trial by newspaper or biased reviews are not the way to find the facts in this matter. I welcome the opportunity for a full and fair review before a judge and a jury because this just did not happen. Other complainants raised against me questions that have sought to unfairly characterize and weaponize everyday interactions that I've had with any number of New Yorkers. The New York Times published a front page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek. That is not front page news. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother and from my father. It is meant to convey warmth, nothing more. Indeed, there are hundreds, if not thousands of photos of me using the exact same gesture. I do it with everyone black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the street. 
After the event, the woman told the press that she took offense at the gesture. And for that, I apologize. Another woman stated that I kissed her on the forehead at our Christmas party and that I said, ciao, Bella. Now, I don't remember doing it, but I'm sure that I did. I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. I do kiss people on the hand. I do embrace people. I do hug people, men and women. I do on occasion say, ciao, Bella. On occasion, I do slip and say, sweetheart, or darling, or honey. I do banter with people. I do tell jokes, some better than others. I am the same person in public as I am in private. You have seen me do it on TV through all my briefings and for 40 years before that. I try to put people at ease. I try to make them smile. I try to connect with them. And I try to show my appreciation and my friendship. I now understand that there are generational or cultural perspectives that frankly I hadn't fully appreciated. And I have learned from this. Now the state already has an advanced sexual harassment training program for all employees, including me. But I want New York State government to be a model of office behavior. And I have brought in an expert to design a new sexual harassment policy and procedures and to train the whole team, myself included. I accept responsibility and we are making changes. Other complaints relate to the work environment. Now, I have always said my office is a demanding place to work and that it is not for everyone. We work really, really hard. My office is no typical nine to five government office and I don't want it to be. The stakes we deal with are very high, sometimes even life and death. We have to get the job done. I promised you that I would, and I will. But now, a number of complaints target female managers, which smacks to me of a double standard. First, when have you ever seen male managers maligned and villainized for working long hours or holding people accountable or for being tough. A strong male manager is respected and rewarded, but a strong female manager is ridiculed and stereotyped. It is a double standard. It is sexist and it must be challenged. Also, Remember where we are. Today, we are living in a superheated, if not toxic, political environment. That shouldn't be lost on anyone. Politics and bias are interwoven throughout every aspect of this situation. 
One would be naive to think otherwise. And New Yorkers are not naive. I understand these dynamics. My father used to say, God rest his soul, that politics is an ugly business. As usual, he was right. But for my father and for me, it's worth it. Because despite it all, at the end of the day, we get good things done for people. And that is what really matters. And for those who are using this moment to score political points or seek publicity or personal gain, I say they actually discredit the legitimate sexual harassment victims that the law was designed to protect. My last point is this. I say to my daughters all the time that as complicated as life gets is as simple as life is. My job is not about me. My job is about you. What matters to me at the end of the day is getting the most done I can for you. And that is what I do every day. And I will not be distracted from that job. We have a lot to do. We still have to manage the COVID beast. It is not dead yet. It's not over. We then have to reopen and reimagine our state because our future is going to be what we make it. I know we can do these things because I know the strength and the character of New Yorkers. Look at the progress we made on COVID. It is amazing. We went from the highest infection rate in the country to one of the lowest infection rates in the country. Nobody thought that we could do it, but New Yorkers did it. That shows that there's nothing that we can't do when we work together. Together, together as one, as one community, as one family, as New Yorkers. We will. Thank you. Okay, so you had Governor Cuomo there going full sociopath for everybody, not stepping down. Clay, I got to tell you, man, I knew this guy. Oh, my gosh. He was never going anywhere. It doesn't matter what the evidence, doesn't matter what the report finds. And now here he is. He did exactly what we were talking about before he came on air live there. He did the whole, okay, maybe there was some misunderstanding, generation, cultural. I kiss I kiss people on the neck, on the face, on the nose, with, on the head. With, on the- with photo evidence that they had already prepared for those of us who were watching on television while we were listening. And I know a lot of our listeners weren't. This was a, I got to be honest with you, this was a master class in preparation, regardless of what you think of politics. This was, they were prepared for all of this report's findings. He was reading off of a teleprompter. They were mixing in photos to back up his arguments when you heard him talk about how he kisses people, male, female, gay, straight. He had a smooch collage. Yes, they had a collage that was shown on both Fox News and CNN. We're watching it here in studio. A couple of other things that stood out. Uh, He denied everything, right? This was reminiscent of the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky uh, incident, for those of you who remember it. He he denied most of it, right? He He said, said, I I never touched anyone inappropriately. Because that's where you cross that bright red line, right? So he denies all of that. And, uh, And he said, that isn't who I am or have ever been. 
He leaned on the fact that he had 40 years in public. But to me, what stands out about this is he was prepared for what this report was going to find. They had a speech written that I bet he had practiced because it was well delivered. He was reading it off a teleprompter. Think about the way he closed. He said, politics is an ugly business, which was a quote from his dad, Mario Cuomo, the former governor of New York. He then talked about his daughters, just dropped them in, right? How could, which is intended to be a message. I have daughters myself. How could I inappropriately treat women? Whether that's fair or foul, that's the message he's trying to send by mentioning his daughters. And then what did he close with? COVID. He talked about all the progress that New York had made with COVID. So the speech, which started with, I never touched anyone inappropriately, ended with him talking about how great of progress New Yorkers had made battling COVID. I think, regardless of what you think of the politics, that was a master class delivery of a denial, which really just kind of sounded like a state of the governorship from Andrew Cuomo when he knew everybody was going right. to be watching. And, and by the way, he's not resigning. So and, I'm right. He's not resigning. He's not going anywhere. Everything I said he was going to do, he ended up doing. He said that he was a little guilty, but he said he learned. He said that COVID was the big response and we need to keep doing it. It is classic Cuomo. This guy is a tyrant. And that's why it doesn't matter. Democrat rules, folks. He's decided that he's going to stay. So he's going to stay. We'll come back into this because we're just... It's just processing right now what we just witnessed. Just I mean, yes, alive. I mean, it's it's brazen beyond words in some ways, but it's very good stuff from what the a master class, as you say, in political misdirection. On time, too. I don't think we can understate that. Every press conference is always late. He knows top of the hour is when the biggest audience is for all the television networks. We were talking during commercial break. He hit it right on time. They had this down to the minute. We'll talk about it in a minute. In the meantime, if you own a home, you better have home title lock because title documents are homes. They're stored in the cloud, which is not smart because that's where a cyber thief will find it. And your signature can be forged there stating you sold your home. The nightmare starts with collection calls, demanding payment on home loans you never took out. Then some lender you never heard of serves you an eviction notice, takes you to court. This is a major issue, Buck. Well, you pray your insurance or that con, uh, common identity theft service you got covers you. But guess what? They, they really don't. And now if you're the victim of home title theft, you're spending a fortune trying to reclaim your home. I actually just had to do a warranty deed recently. You print it out. You sign it. You get it notarized. Unfortunately, very easy to forge. They can do this with your home, folks. It's home title theft. It's how it happens. That's why you need home title lock. You don't want to find out about this crime the hard way by getting those demands for payment for loans against your home you never took out. And cyber thieves can do this. They could be overseas draining the equity out of your home. For pennies a day, home title lock secures your home's title and backs it with a million-dollar guarantee. Register your address now to see if you're already a victim and get 30 days free when you call 800-708-LOCK. That's 800-708-LOCK, 800-708-LOCK. See website for guarantee details. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. My attorney, who is a non-political former federal prosecutor, has done a response to each allegation. And the facts are much different than what has been portrayed. That document is available on my website. If you are interested, please take the time to read the facts and decide for yourself. First, I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. Governor Cuomo there saying that the facts are different, which is another way of saying, and welcome back to the Clay and Buck show. I am Buck. Clay and I are here, and we are, I've got to tell you, I, I am, can't say I'm a little bit surprised about what just happened because I told you right before Cuomo went on air, He's not resigning. He's going to do a little bit of the I'm saving you from COVID, a little bit of the I'm a better man. He did this whole thing about how he's an advocate for sexual assault survivors and how he kisses everybody on the cheek or everybody on the on the wherever. And here we are now hearing from Cuomo Clay. 
he's saying that the women are lying, but he won't say that. Like, you can't say the facts are different here than, you know, either you touched women in places you shouldn't or you didn't. I think it's interesting that he's trying to play this game. I mean, he is skating all around the edges here. He's saying some of the accusers are lying, and that should be we should be clear about that. Which is in direct contravention to what he would say if a Republican was involved, like what he said during the Justice Kavanaugh hearings. But big picture here, what he is trying to do is give enough doubt that he has political cover to not have to resign. And then in 2022, allow the residents, citizens of New York State to render a verdict on whether they believe he is worthy or not of continuing to be governor of this state. So the general public, and this is always an interesting point, the general public is more forgiving and or you could also say potentially not paying attention enough that they don't demand in these situations. Look at what happened with the governor of Virginia and all of the, you know, he was posing in the KKK outfits, everything else. However, we should mention already people are abandoning ship and the question is how many people will uh this is the senate majority leader uh, andrea stewart cousin she said this report highlights unacceptable behavior by governor cuomo and his administration as i said when these disturbing allegations first came to light the governor must resign for the good of the state now that the investigation is complete and the allegations have been substantiated It should be clear to everyone he can no longer serve as governor. Our highest elected offices must reflect the values and integrity that profess and New Yorkers hold dear. I think the I thank the attorney general and her investigators for their thorough investigation. I also want to give a special thank you to the courageous women who bravely stepped forward to shed light on this awful situation. We all them. We owe them a debt of gratitude. This this means nothing. She will do nothing. These statements from Democrats are all CYA. Look at me. I support me, too. I'm telling you, they're not going to do. You don't think a, there's any way they'll try to remove Not going to do. I told you he wasn't going to resign. They're not going to do a damn thing because he's too important to the Democrat power apparatus. Ultimately, he knows New York, New York State politics better than anybody else in the game. He runs this state with an iron grip. They're going to he's going to say the by the way, your point about the referendum on him is critical. We can come back to this. Yes, 100 percent. We'll continue to break it down for you. In the meantime, Buck heard me in studio. I was helping to referee a dispute between my kids. My six year olds upset with my 13 year old. You know how he called me from his pure talk phone. Whether you got AT&T, Verizon or T-Mobile, you need to listen to this offer. Unlimited talk, text and six gigs of data is just thirty dollars a month. My family hates has it can save you up to $800 a year. How do you get it and make the smart move? You can go to your cell phone right now. Listen to me. Pull out your cell phones, dial pound 250, and say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Say Pure Talk, and you'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. Make the smart decision today. Get your phones, pound 250, and say Pure Talk. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Big news day. Just to give you a quick sense of where we've been, where we're going, we have vaccine mandate in New York City. Get the shot or you get shut out of restaurants, of bars, of 
any indoor place that the city has control over. And also a lot of businesses, a lot of workplaces are mandating it too. going into effect in a few weeks. But the bombshell in the last hour has been Governor Cuomo. First off, the report coming out saying that he sexually harassed 11 women, created a hostile work environment, unwanted touching, sexually inappropriate comments. Clay and I were talking about where does this go? Just had the live press conference. We brought it to you with Governor Cuomo in real time saying basically not going anywhere. They have their facts wrong. I'm a great guy. I'm a great leader. Deal with it. Democrat rules in effect. And I just wanted to establish what the current president was saying back on ABC News in March to George Stephanopoulos about his feelings on Governor Cuomo. Let me ask you about Governor Cuomo of New York. I know you said you want the investigation to continue. If the investigation confirms the claims of the women, should he resign? Yes, I think he probably end up being prosecuted, too. Ah, Clay, not only... Should he resign, which, as I've said, he absolutely will not do. And I even have a couple of bets with New York City politicians on the Republican side about this one, uh, saying that he's never he's not going to resign. It's just not going to happen on 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 another level. President Biden said he should be prosecuted, which doesn't even seem like it's in the cards a little bit. Well, it could be in the cards if the AG of New York wants to get the governor job, which actually I think would move in favor of Andrew Cuomo here, Buck, because then he can truly argue even more this is a politically motivated prosecution, which is difficult to do when it's only Democrats involved. Now, let's talk big picture here for a minute, too. You heard what Joe Biden said. Remember the governor of Virginia in the wake of the uh, everything is racist Democratic movement basically said, I'm not going to resign, and the media moved on Stop covering right. him, and he's going to finish out his term. Ralph, Ralph Northam, Ralph Northam yeah. the governor of Virginia. If Andrew Cuomo survives this, if he is able to finish his term and or run for re-election again in 2022, what this could represent on a big, broad scale is Me Too's over. Think about this. Because if Democrats are unable to remove the 11-time accused current sitting governor of New York, despite an independent investigation by the state attorney general, which confirms the allegations of the women, then how in the world can anyone politically ever be removed? And remember, this is significant. These are not random women that don't have a connection to his job. These are mostly women who worked in his office, which is the definition of sexual harassment. If this doesn't get Andrew Cuomo out of office, the standard for anybody accused of a Me Too violation in government, Democrat, Republican, Independent, doesn't matter, is going to be, look at what happened to Andrew Cuomo. This could mean the end of Me Too because, hashtag, remember, believe all women? That's going up in smoke right now. That was the argument that existed in the Brett Kavanaugh situation. I think you could argue that that already, because of the obvious politicization of it against Kavanaugh, was no longer considered a fair and credible standard by anybody who believes in fairness or credibility. Yes. On the Cuomo side of things, here you have somebody who is a very connected, powerful Democrat who, remember, is also tied into the whole COVID narrative. He's tied into the Democrat response in 2020, the Biden campaign saying, look at who did a great job. 
Cuomo did a great job, they said. And not only was he you know, pushing seniors with covid back into nursing homes, he was and, and then lying about that data. He was also lying all along unless you think that these report unless you only have two options. These women are lying or Cuomo is lying. This is this is there's there's no third option in terms of whether he touched them or not. And so the Democrats feel like this guy going down overall is too much of a brand hit for them. So they're going to make a lot of we're going to have all these statements. Oh, this is an outrage. All this. And then two days from now or five days from now or whatever, there'll be some insurrection narrative they're talking about on CNN and bro Cuomo will be there talking about how the white nationalists are going to take over at any moment and we need to have big tech monitoring all those Trump voters because of the coup that's in, you know going to happen at any moment and everything we've seen today from Governor Cuomo starts to sound like background noise everything we've heard all the allegations and this guy not only does he stay in office he runs for re-election and Clay not only does he run for re-election he he wins. Here's the uh, the 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 needle that I would say Andrew Cuomo is trying to finesse. You said either he is lying or the women are lying, and I think that's the way most people would acknowledge it. But remember, his opening line almost was, "I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances." That isn't who I am or have ever been. That's Andrew Cuomo. Let's look at some of the work that these sentences are doing. Remember. This was a masterfully crafted defense when he knew already what the outcome of this investigation was going to be. Remember Bill Clinton came on in the Monica Lewinsky uh, response and later would get prosecuted uh, for lying under oath. And remember what his defense is? That depends on what the meaning of the word is, is, right? Because if you remember Bill Clinton's initial response, he said there is no sexual relationship. And his defense was, that means right now. He didn't say there was no sexual relationship. He said there is no sexual relationship, meaning he called it off. Why do I bring that up? If you look at what Chris, uh, what Andrew Cuomo is saying, he says, I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. The word there that is doing a lot of work is inappropriate. Inappropriate is a term of art. What is or is not inappropriate in terms of touching, in terms of commentary, is really up to the the mind of right. the person. Right? Well, you can't say I never touched anybody because they had a collage of dozens of photos of he him admitted, doing the doing the Fredo brother smooch on the cheek thing. He admitted, in fact, to touching people all the time. He admitted to the commentary that might be involved in his office. So his legal defense as well as potentially his political defense, comes down in the same way Bill Clinton said, that depends on what the word meaning of the word is, is, comes down to what is inappropriate. What is inappropriate and how do you define it in the context of the office at play here? And the real question is, did his address provide enough political cover? You believe the answer is yes, because Democrats don't want to do anything. You think his response gave enough political cover for him to avoid being forced to resign or impeached or whatever might happen in Albany, you think the answer is yes. The question is, I think, how will the media cover this? And think about how the media would cover this if it were a Democrat versus Well, Republican. it is a Democrat, right. Yeah. If it were a Republican, sure. 
I mean, it would be very different. We all know that it would have not even gotten to this point because you would have had like a, a news ticker at the bottom of the screen. How many days since Republican sexual abuser hasn't resigned? Right. They would do what CNN did with covid deaths under Trump and then somehow mysteriously dropped right after Biden came into office, which is the constant flood the zone approach. But Cuomo's defiance here to to anybody who understands New York state politics, how things work up in Albany, who owes whom favors and how the system actually functions. We're in a one party Democrat controlled state. They have an iron grip over what goes on in the legislature legislature. And Cuomo has a lot on a lot of people. Clay, his family is very entrenched with a lot of the most powerful Democrats in Albany. And there's just. Not going to be enough right now. I understand it feels like, oh, my gosh, look what just happened. But I mean, this guy didn't didn't resign when it came out that he was lying about the seniors dying in nursing. It's not just that he had bad policies. He covered up the numbers by 50 percent of people dying in a pandemic. If Democrats aren't going to try to push him out of office for or even that, investigate or charge him. If they're not going to do that, they're not going to do it over inappropriate comments and inappropriate touching. I I just don't I don't see it. But, you know, we can take it to some of the lines here, too, because I know people are probably fired up. Eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. Clay, what do you got? Paul in Minnesota, Buck, says I'm 63 years old. I love to play softball, but I've been very limited in running the bases. And that's important, obviously. After taking relief factor for about a month, the pain in my knee almost gone. I'm now able to run the bases without pain, which I was not able to do last year. I even beat out a throw to first after hitting a hard grounder. Relief factor was a game changer for me. I know for sure because it's been a relief factor uh, factor in a big way for my wife when it comes to her workouts. She goes super hard and she's able to get even more benefit from her workouts because they help alleviate post-workout pain for my wife, for your dad as well, Buck. Yeah, my dad's taking relief factor. So is my mom now because my dad's had such great results. He's 73 years old. He's an avid golfer. He loves being out on the course. But, you know, he's got those aches and pains that can kind of creep up on you getting really good results with Relief Factor. It's a 100% drug-free product. It addresses joint pain, knee pain, hip, back, neck, shoulder. Relief Factor goes to the source of inflammation. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. To get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you, go to relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. Blockbuster day of news in New York City. We are hanging out, breaking down everything live as we react. Earlier this hour, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo determined to have sexually harassed 11 different women who are employed inside of New York government. Uh, And we had the defense of, I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances and you look i know that cnn is not the journalistic uh standard for excellence really anywhere in the history of journalism but buck as we were sitting here in studio we've got fox news and we've got cnn side by side covering stories this breaking news story cnn brought in jeffrey tubin as their legal expert to analyze these claims for those of you out there who have forgotten Jeffrey Tubin, the legal analyst employed by CNN, was suspended for months because he was caught treating his body like an amusement park during a Zoom call, and CNN brought him back and had him discuss it on the air, and now of all the people that could be their legal analyst looking at the behavior of Andrew Cuomo, I mean, I know it's tough to laugh, but I think even Andrew Cuomo's people would have to be like, well... We may not be perfect, but at least the governor didn't do what Jeffrey Tubin, the legal analyst, has admitted to doing at CNN. You got Jeffrey Tubin understanding what it means to come under public scrutiny for uh, inappropriate behavior. That's for sure. He speaks of what he knows when it comes to 
uh, not, uh, what, what would we say, unbecoming behavior of a sexual nature. Uh, but look, Governor Cuomo here, totally entrenched. He is he is going to fight this out to the very end. Totally defiant statement from him. No, no remorse, just a lot of dancing around and making his case as though he were his own lawyer and he was presenting how everything said about him that makes him look bad is either an exaggeration or just flatly untrue. Um, I, I do think that this is also, unfortunately, at some level, giving a degree of cover to the the uh, vaccine mandate that went into effect today or that was announced today doesn't go to effect for a few a few weeks here in New York City from the mayor of New York saying you're going to have to get the shot. Uh, I also think you can expect, though, that Cuomo is about to get way up on his covid response high horse to become this is what he's done all along when he's in trouble he does a press conference he's like oh i'm gonna protect you i'm gonna make sure you're safe we're gonna do the things we need to you know and this is the way it keeps going and everyone goes oh okay maybe he said some naughty things but he's gonna save me from the covid and that's been his game plan all along so i'd be prepared to see and i know it feels like right now come on buck really give it a couple of days by Monday, Cuomo will be doing press releases, press conferences on how important it is that we take the virus seriously. Get your shot. Here are the numbers. Here's the data. He, Dude, he plays this game very well. That's the thing this guy knows how to do. Let's presume he's going to find a way to skate. Let's presume that happens and that you're right and that the fallout won't be severe enough to cost him his job. Is there any argument that Me Too still exists? If, I, ele- if you think about it, Buck. If 11 different women employed by the governor of yeah, New I know, York. But Democrats don't have principles, Clay. They don't care. I, I understand. They're, 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 they don't care. So they're going to say, oh, well, that, you know, they'll just look at the way they treat news coverage. And we talk all the time about Russia collusion and yeah, now yeah. Here there are the insurrectionists. They have no principles to defend. So when we worry about how they'll apply principles in the future, I don't, I don't think it really if if there's a Kavanaugh like situation again. They will try the Kavanaugh playbook again, where they can try to destroy somebody who's innocent based on sexual harassment allegations. Now, I think maybe a point where we could have a total agreement is it won't work as well because of the Cuomo (laughs) thing. But I think that they're shameless, so they'd roll out the same. I think they may try, but I think this effectively ends me too, right? I mean, at some point, all revolutions die. And if 11 people who are employed in the New York uh, uh, governor's office are credibly found to have made uh, allegations that are believed of sexual harassment against the governor, and he doesn't have to resign. I don't see any way that the standard for forcing someone out can be Me Too related. Now, I mean, Clinton was credibly accused of actual sexual assault. Now, I know that was before Me Too, but you'll still have Democrats that defend him all the time. I mean, and by the way, the stuff we know about Clinton is just... The tip of the iceberg. Well, and I think that's an interesting question, too, right? How would Bill Clinton survive with the fact that Monica Lewinsky is an intern today? I think that would be a harder uh, a harder needle to thread from the Bill Clinton perspective. But to me, the big takeaway here is, one, I want to see the fallout. Two, Andrew Cuomo was 100% prepared for this defense. He has issued as good of a defense as he could, given the circumstances. Three, Will he be able to maintain his hold on power? 
Um, I, you, you bet yes. You know where I am on this. I've been saying yes. I said he wasn't going to resign. I told you he's going to be defiant and that he was going to say he's learned some lessons. And that you he were needs right to, about all of his – and I think know. it's the right only play that he had. It was the only play because if he were to step down, of course, that's essentially an admission that everything against him is true. It ruins not just his political career going forward. It ruins the Cuomo – Dynasty. This guy, you got to think like Corleone, my friend. You got to think Godfather kind of stuff. He's thinking about the Cuomo brand for generations to come as well. He's not. He's not going to go down without a fight, and I don't think he's going down. Period. But are we going to go down with a fight here in New York when it comes to vaccine mandates? And also, Clay, we got some updates on the Olympics and Simone Biles and much more in the third hour. Are you going to run us through some of it? So I'm more interested in you. You're the sports expert getting raked oh over the coals gosh. for all your takes. What's going to be your hot take that gets crushed today? I can't wait. Big third hour coming up next. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 